The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 697. Today, in light of the latest fan theory burning through the internet about who Ray's parents are, we're going to take a look back at some of the more likely and less likely theories about Ray's parents and see if we actually have a winner yet. Punch it, Chewie. It's rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedi. Seven minutes a day, seven days a week. Join Alan Voivod for today's Star Wars 7x7 podcast. Destiny Unleashed. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and to put this in the proper context, I'm going to take you back in time just a little bit, not too far, a few months into January of this year. And Colin Trevorrow was caught on the red carpet of the British Film and TV Awards and interviewed by a number of folks, but Entertainment Tonight got this particular clip out of him asking if he had seen the theory about Rey being Obi-Wan Kenobi's granddaughter. I've seen all of the theories, and, and um, you know, I have to practice how to answer these questions. Uh, what, I, what I do know is, is that uh, we're going to, to make sure that that answer is, is deeply and profoundly satisfying, because uh, Rey is a character that uh, is, is important in this universe, uh, not just in the, in the context of The Force Awakens, but in, in the entire galaxy. Uh, and, and she deserves it. And so we'll make sure that that, uh, that that answer is something that feels like it was... It's something that happened a long time ago, uh, far away. We're just telling you what happened. Favorite character or favorite moment from the movie? Uh, I love Ray, but I, I love her. And I, and I love what, uh, what she represents in that universe and where we can take her. It's, it's pretty incredible. By the time we get to episode nine, you know, I, I look at that movie as, as one movie, as three movies, as six movies, and as nine movies. And it's something that needs to honor a story that has been told over over a period of 40 years. Star Wars is a, is a belief system. Uh, it's not just a story, and it's not just a movie, and it's something I take very seriously. Alright, so I want to call your attention to a few things here. First of all, he says that the answer to the question is going to be, quote, deeply and profoundly satisfying, unquote. Also, he notes that Rey is an important character in the universe, not just in the context of the Force Awakens story, but in the entire galaxy. And he also says that as he looks at episode 9, he's looking at one movie and three movies and six movies and nine movies and that he's honoring a tale that has been told across a span of over 40 years. With all of that in mind, the new theory running around that Ray and Poe are brother and sister seems not to be a likely scenario. And in fact, it's almost implausible if not impossible because... Poe's parents, or at least his mother, passes away when he is nine years old, which means that she could not have been around to have Ray. so at best, maybe Ray could be a stepsister, but, you know, it's pushing it. And it's even pushing it as far as how she would have gotten her Force abilities. So here's the really quick scoop on that. In the Shattered Empire comic book series, there 
is a pair of force-powerful trees that Luke Skywalker rescues on a mission with Shara Bay, who is Poe Dameron's mother. And Luke takes one of the trees for himself and gives the other tree to Shara to plant wherever she settles down after she's out of the Rebellion, which she does on Yavin 4, and which is where Poe grows up. So... You know, that also maybe makes Poe potentially Force-sensitive, but we don't know if these trees can actually create Force-sensitive and Force-using people or anything like that. I don't know. It's all stretching it way the heck too far. And the point being anyway is that is this really a deeply and profoundly satisfying answer to the question of who Ray's parents are? Mm, no. And does it honor a story that's been told across 40 years? Mm, no. And besides, we know that the Star Wars saga movies are the Skywalker saga movies. Period, paragraph, end of story. So this has got to be Skywalker related. It's got to be Luke and Leia related. Or does it? Alright, so let's throw out everybody else. Let's throw out Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let's throw out Supreme Leader Snoke. Let's throw out Darth Plagueis. Let's throw out every other, you know, cloned Emperor Palpatine and other ridiculous stuff that's out there. Like, that's not going to be it, alright? I think we can all agree that none of those answers would fall under deeply and profoundly satisfying and story being told over 40 years. So when you look at it in this light, there's really only three or four options for what the reveal is going to be. The first set of options deals with Luke Skywalker being raised dad, okay? That's probably the most common theory, the one that has the most popularity about it. And as far as the details go, was Luke married? Did he just have a fling or a one-night stand? Did he know about Rey? Did he not know about Rey? All of these are questions that can be determined later. Second set of theories has to do with this being another child of Han and Leia. Now, in Star Wars Bloodline, there is no mention of Rey anywhere, and there's barely any mention of Luke or Ben, a.k.a. Kylo Ren. But we do know that Han and Leia are still together. They're still married at the time of Bloodline, which is 60 years before The Force Awakens. So they would have been married at the time that Rey was born. Unless, unless you want to entertain the theory that because of the tempestuous nature of their relationship, that maybe there was a time period where Han and Leia were kind of on the outs with each other, and that Leia found solace in the arms of some other lover, and maybe there was a love child born in that kind of scenario? Hmm... I don't know if that meets the profoundly satisfying situation, but I guess it's a possibility. Another option could be a cloned Luke Skywalker. Look, they've done clones. I'm not saying that that would be deeply and profoundly satisfying, but it's certainly an option in theory. Although, when you look at some of the stuff about The Force Awakens that's come out and about how the opening of the movie was possibly going to be, they had a scene that was written about Luke Skywalker's hand, the hand from Empire Strikes Back, holding the lightsaber and it descending into atmosphere and the hand burning up. So, yeah, what is there to clone of him? I mean, yeah, there's a whole rest of his body that could have been cloned any time in the 30 years in between The Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi. So, yeah, I guess a possibility, but... Uh, again, I still don't know about it being profoundly and deeply satisfying or whether it honors a 40-year story. But the last of it, and this is where I think we might see an answer come out of left field. This is sort of the dark horse for me, is we don't have much, if any, information about the line of Shmi Skywalker. 
Shmi, of course, being the mother of Anakin Skywalker. And the Legends section of Wikipedia says that she is the oldest known Skywalker ancestor. Now, that has just changed to be just the human mother of Jedi Knight Anakin Skywalker without anything about being the oldest known Skywalker ancestor. That sort of thing gets me into conspiracy theory mode, that the entirety of the expanded universe was wiped so that they could figure out a different situation for the Skywalker saga. And that was really the motivating factor. Again, this is only my conspiracy theory more than anything else. But back to the Legends thing. So according to Legends, Shmi was born in 72 BBY, and at the age of six, she and her family embarked on a space voyage to the Outer Rim Territories where they were captured by pirates and sold into slavery. None of that applies anymore, of course, but the fact of the matter is is that we don't know anything about Shmi Skywalker's life at this point, and I think that's a series of possibilities which has not been explored very deeply as of yet. For all we know, Shmi could have had another kid after Anakin left in the time period in between The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. She could have had a child with Klieg Lars, possibly, and yet that one seems a little bit of a stretch, I think. I mean... Again, profoundly and deeply satisfying, maybe not. Story over 40 years, maybe not. Doesn't seem to quite meet that standard, per se. And besides, when Anakin and Padme show up in Attack of the Clones, if there's no baby to show them, you know, like, why wouldn't they show a baby if there was a baby? So... Yeah, I don't think that's the answer necessarily. But I think pursuing something somewhere in Shmi's line is absolutely a legitimate way to go, especially when you consider this other aspect of the Star Wars movies. Princess Leia, of course, growing up in splendor, in riches, in fame and importance in the galaxy versus her twin brother Luke, who grows up in obscurity in the backwaters of nowhere. And of course, Luke does get his dose of fame and fortune, but wouldn't it make sense that there be a, another line of Skywalkers where they've toiled in relative obscurity, where there was no Jedi Order to find them and bring them in for training? Now, this, of course, raises the question of whether Darth Vader himself would have ever explored the possibility of other Skywalkers being out there that were somehow related to Shmi. We do know he is at least somewhat interested in his lineage because he finds out in the Darth Vader comic book series that Padme did, in fact, have a son, and it puts the pieces together that the son is out and about and is the one who shot down the Death Star, who blew it all up. But doesn't necessarily know about Princess Leia, though. Doesn't find that particular fact out. But the point is is that he actually realizes or comes to discover that there has been a child born. So that doesn't necessarily imply that he would go back the other direction looking at his ancestry. But it's certainly not outside the realm of possibility. And heaven knows, Obi-Wan Kenobi probably could have found some time to do a little research about Shmi himself for all his time hanging out in the desert. So imagine a situation where Rey is from a previously undiscovered line of Skywalkers and she's brought into the fold and that it creates a whole raft of jealousy and anger and annoyance in Ben, a.k.a. Kylo Ren. And she has to get ditched on Jakku to keep her safe somehow. People are saying that Luke disappeared to look for the first Jedi Temple, but why is he looking for that Jedi Temple? Maybe he's looking for records about Force-sensitive children. Maybe he's looking for records of a Skywalker family line that he can discover where Shmi came from originally and see if he can track down more family members. 
I don't know. It's all a guessing game at this point, but I gotta say that one seems like a very attractive line of pursuit to me, and I'd love to know what your thoughts are about it. Chime in at the comments of the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. If you had to name an iconic special effect from the Star Wars movies, holograms would jump instantly to mind. From the moment Princess Leia appeared in R2-D2's very sneakily done Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, You're My Only Hope hologram, everybody has been captivated and transported by the mystery of the technology as well as the mystery of the story it told. That's why I want you to check out SW7X7.com hologram to see what Zebra Imaging created with the R2-D2 and Princess Leia scene as well as their other holograms as well. It's almost as good as having the real thing right in your home. One more time, that's SW7X7.com hologram to see it for yourself. All right, time for a trivia question. Together, we will destroy the Resistance and the Last Jedi. Last time we asked you how many people we see in Kylo Ren's interrogation chairs in The Force Awakens, and it's two, it's Rey and Poe Dameron. Today's question. In the interrogation scene with Poe Dameron, there is an object in the room that is not present for the interrogation of Rey. What is that object? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you go out into an asteroid cave, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7x7. It doesn't feel like rock, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars 7 We hope you love it. Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology. Making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boy's easy opening, smooth pouring container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save-